Hello everybody, it's Melissa. I'm back with another episode. Welcome. Welcome to you. Welcome home to me because I just got home from my vacation to Texas. Um, Wait, I didn't just get back because it's Thursday. I got back on Saturday, but I ended up getting really sick on Monday and Tuesday. And so those days were kind of wasted. Um, cause I was just like laid up on the couch, which was really annoying because I was really excited to get home and get like back into my regular routine. And that really like messed up my whole plan of getting back into my regular routine. Because as I've said before, I think I did an episode on being sick and why it is terrible because it just throws you all off of all of your routines. I couldn't eat. I wasn't sleeping well, or I was sleeping all day, but like also not sleeping very well. And, uh, you know, it's just ugh, being sick is just not fun. So I'm, I'm better now. I'm fine. I think actually what I had was food poisoning, which is really unfortunate because I have a very big fear of, uh, being sick to my stomach. Luckily, I did not throw up, but I was having issues. We'll just leave it at that. Um, and it was very uncomfortable and uh, not good for a couple days. So I'm really glad to be on the other side of that situation. Uh, but I wanted to talk a little bit about coming home from vacation and how hard that is for me, even though I'm always really excited to come home. I'm always excited for the vacation, but I'm always really excited to come home from the vacation. And I've talked a lot about like gearing up and vacation prep and what to do on vacation and how things affect me on vacation, but I haven't really talked about the coming back from vacation yet. I don't think, I don't think I've ever talked about that. I don't know. We're getting like over a hundred episodes in here. So (laughs) if I start repeating myself, let me know guys. But, um, Yeah, coming home from vacation, any vacation, has always been a little bit hard for me. I feel like the longer I'm away from home, the harder it is. But even like a weekend trip is can be really hard for me to come back from. You know, there's a lot of stuff that that goes into vacationing or being away from home. I guess it doesn't have to be a vacation, but like being away from home for any length of time. Um that sort of can like trip you up when you get back. So my biggest thing or I guess I don't know if it's my biggest thing, but one one of the main things I guess is sort of getting like unpacked and getting all of your stuff resituated. I loathe packing and I really hate unpacking too. Packing is hard because I am autistic and I think uh, I consider every scenario, right? And it should be easy for me because I'm a planner to be able to plan exactly what I'm going to wear, right? But no, it's not because when I have limited space, I have to have limited options. And sometimes narrowing down the things that I feel like I'm going to need is really hard because I do, like I said, consider all of the scenarios. So I'm like, well, and this happened to me on this trip. This is a good example of how things can go awry when you think you know what's going on. 
uh, is because the weather forecast changed drastically once I was in Texas, which I'm like, it's 2023. Don't we have the technology now to like really accurately predict weather? Because I thought we did and I trusted the weather report, but the weather report lied to me because it told me that the city that I was going to be in, in Texas, was going to be between 80 to 90 degrees the entire time I was there for the high. For one, I was excited because it's been so cold in California this year and rainy, and I'm just like, I need some freaking sun. Get me some sun and some warmth because I'm like a sun baby. I love it. So I brought mostly shorts and tank tops. I'm like, it's gonna be hot. And even for like my pajamas, I brought shorts. I'm like, it's surely it's humid there. It's gonna be warm, right? So I brought like shorts and a t-shirt. I'm not thinking I'm gonna need warm clothes. I think you can probably tell where I'm going with this. Uh, I brought two pair of pants. One pair of pants is just like leggings, like my my black leggings. Um, and one pair was the jeans that I wore on the plane. Um, and it ended up being like moderately nice the first two days we were there. And then after that, the weather went super downhill. And for the last several days we were there, um, it was really rainy and cold and terrible and stormy. And I was so limited on what I had to wear, which is fine. Because, I mean, who cares? We had a washer and dryer and like could wash our clothes and stuff but it just annoyed me that like I had planned for a certain thing like if I knew the weather was going to be windy and rainy and stormy I would have packed clothing that was appropriate for that kind of weather and felt a lot more comfortable the whole time I was there um and it was just annoying so that's one of the things I hate about packing is like the unpredictability of what you're gonna really need or want to have when you're at home you have full access to all of your stuff, <laughs> obviously. So it's easy to have access to your things if you need a thing. Uh, when you're on vacation, obviously not so. You only have what's in your suitcase. And that really it really stressed me out that I didn't have the appropriate things that I needed for to be prepared for the weather. But it was fine. It was fine. Um, but... That's not where we're going with this story today, but I just wanted to highlight how annoying packing is. And also like the decision fatigue of being like, do I want to bring this shirt or this shirt? Like I don't have that big of a variety of clothes that I wear, to be honest. Like I'm pretty, my, my wardrobe is pretty narrow already, but like having to (laughs) narrow it down further is just like, seems like an impossible task. I don't know. I get decision fatigue really quickly and I just need someone else to maybe pack for me next time because I hate packing. But unpacking, unpacking is terrible because it's tedious. Um, It's really like, like unpacking all of your bathroom toiletries, separating your clothes, being like, okay, this is dirty, this is clean, hanging everything back up, folding everything and putting it away. I don't know. I just don't like it. I'm not a, I just don't like it. So it ends up kind of like sitting there. And it bothers me and I'm like staring at the suitcase and being being like, I got to unpack this stuff. But then it then it turns into like an executive dysfunction cycle where I'm just like feeling <laughs> like annoyed at myself for not unpacking yet and really wanting to unpack but not being able to get myself to unpack. 
Um, my suitcase is still sitting here. I'm looking at it right now, but it is unpacked. <laughs> I got it unpacked last night, finally. I do, I would have normally gotten it unpacked a little bit sooner, but I was, uh, I was out of commission for two days. Um, so I did get it unpacked last night, finally, because it was bothering me so bad that I finally was just like, oh my God. So I just need to now take the step to put the suitcase away, which is me literally just lifting it up into my closet and putting it on the shelf, but which is like a few feet of movement. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it after I record this episode so I can just be totally done. Uh, Unpacking is hard. If there's a time change, that's also hard. For me, this time traveling to Texas, it wasn't too bad because they have a two-hour time difference from us, so they're two hours ahead. But we stayed up really late while we were there because my brother they're just night owls and we stayed we ended up staying up till like midnight or 1 a.m every day and sleeping in until like eight or nine but that worked because that meant I was still on my regular California time whereas like if it was midnight there when I was going to bed it was 10 o'clock California time and so and that's usually the time ish I go to bed so I was like okay if I just stay on this schedule when I get back home I'll still be just on California time so that part was a lot easier this time but sometimes time changes can really be stressful because I'm the type of person who like, if, if I don't get enough rest, I have a really hard time functioning and having my sleep cycles thrown off at all can really just like mess me up as far as like, uh, everything (laughs) I wanted to say like I was gonna list off like 10 things but it's like my processing time gets slower my emotional regulation gets worse my um my ability to stay focused and organized is terrible like my ability to even like listen to someone who's talking I'm like you know it's even the way you know my appetite gets funky you know it just like affects every single fiber of my soul when my sleep cycles are off so traveling to different time zones and returning from that can be really stressful um also you know there is the factor of just like assimilating back into your life which is the thing that I really look forward to but that doesn't mean it's easy especially when you're gone for a long time you know I was gone for eight days and I feel like when I'm gone I build a new routine at the place that I'm at and then coming back and sort of like switching back into I'm home mode it's it takes a minute and it's weird because there are a couple days post vacation where I don't know what to do with myself. I feel very out of sorts and sort of uh, discombobulated is the best way to, to put it, you know, and usually there's like tasks to be done, like unpacking or like maybe if you've been gone a while, you need to like go to the grocery store or, you know, you know, there's stuff to be done, laundry, all the things. And so that kind of piles on extra tasks too, to where, it sort of throws a wrench in things because you're trying to get back to your usual schedule, but you have a bunch of like little extra tasks to do. Luckily, this time I went on vacation without Gray. Gray was home the whole time and they like did a grocery shop before right before we came home and like cleaned the house and everything, which I like so appreciate having a partner that thinks about those kinds of things and does that kind of stuff uh, because it that really takes a lot of the stress off. But when you're traveling with your partner, you know, you don't have that, right? So... um 
Also, traveling makes me really tired and really antsy at the same time. It makes me, I think, like, <sighs> physically I feel antsy because when you're traveling, you're mostly sitting. So my body wants to move, but I'm exhausted otherwise. This is why I'm not a good candidate for road trips in the car because I get really antsy sitting in the car. You guys, if I'm sitting in the car for longer than like three hours, even three hours is hitting kind of, I start to hit a wall because yeah, it's just hard to sit for that long for me. And I start feeling exhausted from sitting, but it's because I'm exhausted. Like I can't, don't feel like doing anything except sitting. So it's like a weird catch 22 that still applies. Like when I get home, from a long day of traveling and that can sometimes last a day or two also where I'm like I feel out of sorts I feel really like energized but I'm also exhausted there's a weird like juxtaposition of all the things so I guess all in all like what I'm trying to get to here is traveling is really upsetting to me not like in a I think upsetting is a word that can be misconstrued as like, it makes me upset or like sad. I feel like people think like sad or mad or whatever, but like upsetting, I just mean like it, uh, it's an upset to my life. It's like an, it's, it upsets all of the things inside of me to where it's like, it's hard. It's a task and it's, I, I wish it wasn't like that because I do, I do enjoy traveling, but traveling just takes a lot out of me between the prep for the travel, which I did an episode on that, the actual travel and the post travel. It's like the planning, the traveling, the recovering. It's a lot. It's a lot. And there are people who travel all of the time. So on the way to, uh, Texas, I sat next to a guy. Oh, that's another thing about traveling is like if you have a middle seat, which I did because my daughter wanted the window seat. So I took the middle seat. So I had to sit next to a stranger and he mostly left me alone, which I appreciated. But like the last 15 minutes of the flight when we were about to land, he decided he wanted to talk. And I was like, oh, God, okay, we almost made it, sir. But he was nice. Um, But he was telling me he travels all the time for work. He's only home like one week out of the month and otherwise he's traveling here and there and everywhere and I'm like wow how is that and he's like I love it I absolutely love it like I can't imagine my life any other way and I was like wow (laughs) that sounds like absolute hell to me uh I didn't say that to him but I was like oh okay well that's good for you like uh I can't imagine how 125% exhausted I would be if I had to live that lifestyle. Uh, People have talked to me a lot since I'm going back into nursing. Now they're like, oh, what if you were a travel nurse? And I'm like, there are so many things about travel nursing that would rub so bad against my autistic tendencies, like rub the wrong way uh, that I don't know if I could ever do travel nursing. It's just, it's really good money. Uh, But the inconsistency and the unpredictability and not knowing who you're going to work with or where you're going to be or what the setting is like and not having like your comforts around and yeah travel nursing sounds really really uh daunting so yeah that guy travels a lot for work and I was just like yikes I don't know dude like good for you but I could not do it because I feel like for me now that I went to went to Texas Gray and I have um uh, a couple months now, like two months now until we go to London. 
and I feel like that's enough time for me to recuperate (laughs) from this trip before we go on that big trip but then I'm like okay after that I'm gonna need a good a good chunk of time again to to recuperate not like we travel all the time this is really odd for me to be taking two vacations so close together because it's like vacation like traveling is expensive in general and yeah but eventually I'd like to get to a point where I could travel quite a bit but man it is a lot it's a lot yeah so anyway as I'm sitting here recovering from my from my recent vacation (laughs) thought it was a good thing to talk about. I think a lot of people do relate to the vacation content that I've posted so far. So I know you guys will probably relate to this too. Oh, and the whole house sitter thing too. Getting, I did mention like the house sitting sort of weirdness that I have where it's like, Ooh, a person is staying in your house. And we usually do get a house sitter this time. Like I said, gray stayed home, so we didn't need one, but usually we need somebody to come stay with the, the pets. And it's, always a friend and someone who we trust, but it's always weird returning to your home and like knowing someone else was staying there. It's, I don't know what's weird about it. It just weirds me out. Is anyone else like this? It's very like, I think that is an autistic thing though, to like feel really weird about other people being in your space, unless it's under very like certain conditions. And I feel like I really do fall into that category. Um, you know, in my space or like touching my things or using my things or, you know, and those are the types of things as an autistic person that can come off as like really odd or like selfish even where it's like, oh no, I don't want you to use any of my things or people can get offended if you're like, like I said to Gray, because we do have a friend coming to stay and we don't have a guest room now. So it was nice at our last house because we had a guest room that was dedicated to guests, obviously. And so we just had like a whole setup in there for the guests. Well, this time we don't have a guest room anymore. And so I told Gray like, oh my gosh, the person who's house sitting for us, like, I guess she's probably going to sleep in our bed. That weirds me out. It weirds me out. And I like, I love this person. Like I'm really good friends with her. She's like not dirty. It's nothing against her at all. It's my weirdness where I'm like, oh my gosh, someone's sleeping in my bed. So I told Gray, like, we're going to have to get like a sheet set and a comfort. We're going to have to get like all new bedding to put on our bed for her to sleep in because I can't, I can't let someone sleep in my bed and like use my sheets and my blankets and stuff. And from And then I look at it the other way and I'm like, if I were house sitting someone's home, I would not want to sleep in their bed in their sheets and blankets. Like I guess, I guess I turn around and I'm like, is she going to want to sleep in my bed with my, of course we would wash them, but it's like, I don't know. It's just weird, but I don't know if other people think that way. Probably not. Probably not many people. At least I'm always like a, a weirdo when it comes to that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I don't know. So, and then I'm like, well, we were going to get like a, a cute little tiny bed for our little tiny office. And I'm like, could we be like, Hey, sleep in there. Would that be rude to be like, Oh no, don't sleep in our nice queen size bed. Sleep in this tiny little pullout twin size situation for the next nine days. Like, I don't know. Then I feel like you're, I don't know, crossing a line and I don't know. When does my comfort become more important than the other person's comfort. I don't know. That is a a thing I'm, that's a lesson I'm still trying to get a hang, get the hang of. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, anyway, that's all I'm going to say about that. I've been rambling on for 20 minutes now, as usual. I always get on here and I'm like, this will be like a shortish episode. I'm just going to hop on and say a few things and then I just keep going because 
I am a chatty, chatty Kathy, if you guys haven't noticed. Uh, yeah, so that's it for now. I am going to try and get a few more things done in my day and try and shake off the remainder of this vacation discombobulation that I got going on, the post-vacation discombobulation, because it's still lingering. I think within the next couple of days, I'll finally feel like fully back to regular. And uh, like I said, being sick really kind of extended the discombobulation this time. It's It made it a couple days longer. Uh, but yeah, if you guys uh, want more content, you can subscribe to the Patreon. It's $5 a month. It gets you two extra bonus episodes a month. It gets you access to our Discord server where we're all over there chatting it up all the time. We do other stuff too. Uh, sometimes we've kind of fallen off of doing movie nights, but I'm going to restart those again and stuff. It's it's just a fun place to go hang out with other autistic people. It's a really supportive community where we talk about all kinds of cute things that are neurodiversity adjacent. And uh, yeah, so I'll put the link to that in the show notes and uh, follow on Instagram as well if you want to see more of what I'm doing in my daily life. Oh, I don't really post that much on the podcast page about my daily life, but I do post on there. So if you want more info about the pod, follow there. You can also follow my personal Instagram. That's public. And a lot of, I think a lot of listeners do follow because I do post on there a lot more. And uh, yeah, the rambles continue. Okay. I'm really going to get off of here now. I don't think I have anything else to say except no, that's it. All right. I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.